Welcome back to the Glue Guys. This is Mike here. Say hello, Brian. Hello. Check us out on Twitter at BKGlueGuys, NetsDaily.com. Brian. Michael, so much is going on. The Nets are actually back. The Nets no, are back. No, it's not. They're not really actually back. Um, it is media week, I guess. It is the extended media portion of content that we're going to be getting from the Nets. Um, I remember as a child when it all happened in one day, Brian, and now I guess it's happening over a span of multiple days. What we're doing today is reacting to Sean Marks's press conference, the first of the new season. Um, an extensive press conference where so many things were hit on, from Rodion Karuk's criminal case to uh, Kevin Durant, when he may come back, blah, 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 Brian. Yeah, so many things. Where do you want to start? Well, I think we should start with sort of the actual newsiest thing that happened. Not Kevin Durant, but with Kyrie Irving. Apparently, Kyrie Irving got elbowed in the face. Um Mm before the press conference happened and Kenny Atkinson was supposed to be at the press conference and he actually accompanied accompanied Kyrie Irving to the hospital after mm. he got hit in the face. Now we do have an update. Nets Daily's account is tweeting out that it says just saw Kenny Atkinson who told us Kyrie Irving is quote okay. And Atkinson did of course go to the hospital with him for a checkup after getting elbowed in the face. I got to say, like, with the immediate thing I thought of when I saw that it was... Uh, what does that mean? He's, he's okay. They can't say he got, like, a stitch in his eye or something? Or, like, wh- well, why I, not more detail? I do want to clarify, just so everyone knows, and I'm sure by the time, you know, people listen to this, they're going to... We're going to have some idea exactly the extent of his injury. But you you don't just go to the hospital after getting elbowed in the face unless if the injury from getting elbowed in the face requires stitches or there are... But the potential of broken bones, like if it feels that serious. Kyrie has had a face mask before in his career. I don't remember exactly what he broke to warrant the face mask. Um, but it was it's a thing. It's like th- that it may not be anything that impacts, obviously, the season. But, you know, it's it's <laughs> wow. like a freaking wow. elbow to the face. It's not just a little baby little injury here. Where's I'm on that daily. Where's the update? Where did you find this? Uh, his Twitter account, yeah. net income net di- at Nets Daily on Twitter, uh, says that because I guess people are still there for media day stuff. Um, even though this isn't the full media day, I should clarify. Um, Brian, are you concerned? Because I got to say, the first thing I thought of when Kyrie Irving, the news is coming out that he got elbowed in the face, and that Kenny Atkinson is taking him to the hospital, is that this team is cursed. <laughs> um, I hate to say it, but the response that he's okay without giving any more context or detail is a little... I mean, it's either like, oh, it's actually like maybe he had like a small, like, I don't know, dislocated jaw or something, uh, or it's like super serious. But if it's neither, if it's nothing, and he's totally fine and he actually is just an okay, that's a really <laughs> like dramatic way of saying that. Um, or or yeah. po- positive angle here. Yeah. Okay. Please. So he got stitches, maybe. We don't know that, but let's say that was why he had to go to the hospital to sure. get stitches. Oh, man. I can't believe the speculation. We're already, this is too much. I just realized how stressful this season's going to be. I know. Sorry. Well, yeah. I, I, and I have a thing about that that we can do later, but like the amount of anger I already feel for the criticism that this team is enduring is, I didn't expect it to come uh, out. We should talk a little bit. I mean, I don't want to derail us already, but uh, yeah, just in general, Kevin Durant, reactionary. BS all over the internet 
is I you know I having not been sort of anywhere in the proximity of Kevin Durant's comings and goings in basketball, pretty like it was like oh yeah people like text him like cupcakes or whatever whatever that is. Um, it is so full throttle. He has really been villainized since this move to the Warriors, and has not. It does not seem to be the case that his move to Brooklyn has done anything for his brand just off the jump. But anyways, let's go back to the Kyrie thing. We could talk about that in a bit. Well, yeah, yeah, we'll we'll dive into that. Uh, so my hope is if he does have a scar or some stitches, it is on his forehead, and it's in the shape of a lightning bolt, because um, I would take that as a good sign. If it is requiring a mask and we're talking broken bones, that would be a bad sign. So that's mm-hmm. sort of my general my general take about this. Apparently, by the that's way, that's a hot take. Um, Kevin Durant's brother. So I need to figure this out because it looks like I'm looking at Bleacher Report put out this like uh, a screen grab of Kevin Durant's brother. He posted something on Instagram. It's a picture of. Kevin Durant's brother, Kevin Durant's mom, and Kevin Durant all holding a baby. And Kevin Durant's brother saying, really the American dream, exclamation point, hashtag the Durants. I imagine that's his child. Um, Draymond Green commented on that photo of a newborn baby in the family of the Durants saying, <laughs> you talked a lot of bullshit about me. All good, though. This is, what it, this is what I'm looking at from Bleacher Report. All good, though. This pick brings me joy. Oh, However, this is not the American dream. It's our dream. Which what? is like, there's a lot going on in that message. But what? <laughs> Whoa. Draymond coming in on a newborn baby photo to say, hey, man, I know you were talking shit about me. Like... What Dude, a wild the, thing to the, do. The day that Draymond Green asks for a trade or whatever, like, I cannot wait to see how unhinged. Well, I don't know, because, yeah, anyways, that's insane. Like, it seems like any relationship with Draymond Green is, is fraught with um, a lot of mercurial stuff. Um, you got friends like that, you know, the ones that'll just massively take a dump on your, <laughs> your picture of a newborn baby. <laughs> you know the, you know the um, Can I tell you a story? Please. Um, I posted... Uh, like say, this was like six years ago. I posted on Facebook when people posted stuff on Facebook, a picture of. You ever see the movie Up? You know, of course, yeah, sure. Uh, okay, I, a picture of. Is it, am I wrong for thinking that you like really liked Up? Is Up like your jam? I feel like you no, talked about Up. Up is yeah. not my jam, but okay. the. I think the first like five minutes of Up is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Phenomenal. Here we go. Here we go. Which yeah. isn't like a. T- it's not like an, an original take. Like everyone distinctly who has ever seen that movie. No, it's, it's no. very. It's a very normie take for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, <that>. and <laughs> you know me. I'm. Yeah. I'm norm core. I'm like yes. right. I like Star Wars and whole milk and yes. beer. Like that's where I'm at. That's middle, the diet. Middle ground. So anyway, so I posted a picture on Facebook. This was five years ago. A picture of the couple from Up, the old couple from Up, saying uh, "Flash Forward Friday" or some BS like that. This is like this is me and my wife. Like the, the love that these two characters have. This is what we will look like. Okay, that and was what you posted. That's intense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Stop. <laughs> I'm a romantic. Yeah. Sure. Um, and my friend Kevin. I'll just say his name is Kevin. Kevin commented on the post something like. Oh, that is sweet. And then my grandmother posted below Kevin's comment oh, this is good. saying, I hope you don't end up like that couple. Now, Kevin had just broken up with his girlfriend, and Kevin 
was maybe not in the best mental place. And for some reason, oh, he thought my grandma was coming in like Draymond Green and saying that hopefully <laughs> my wife and I don't end up like Kevin and his girlfriend, not like the couple from the movie Up. That is a and bad then, place. <laughs> and then place. Yeah. my friend Kevin responded to my grandma on the thread saying, what yeah. do you know about me, you be? No. And, yes. Yes. And what? Th- so I had to. Now, Kevin and I were friends in high school. We weren't the deepest of friends, but we were friends. Certainly, all of us were like he was in the group, right? We were all in the same group. I had to call Kevin and be like, what the hell? And I had to end a friendship because, you know, anyone that unhinged. But so I got he Draymond Green. I mean, I was joking when I said everyone's got a friend like Draymond Green because nobody does. But you truly that is a literally similar experience. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but anyway, so congrats that's, that's to... That's pretty much the reason why Facebook is, like, falling in popularity. That's That exact exchange is, like, a perfect synthesis of the failings of Facebook, wouldn't you say? Yeah, but what's funny is that Facebook owns Instagram, and everyone loves Instagram right now, right. but we're, but go- like we're my, actually, like, My grandma and my, and my stupid high school friends do not need to be talking on any, about any of the same <laughs> things at any given time. You know what I mean? Um... Wow. So I, I urge everyone to go to Tony Durant, that's Kevin's brother's Instagram page, to check out this comment about his, wow, shocking. Well, it's going to be a fun season already. It's already like the amount of sort of media attention and tabloid seeming level of journalism that's going on surrounding the Nets is actually more than I thought it was going to be. Like, Speaking I, of which, did you see yeah. the, uh, did you read the Wall Street Journal um long-form thing about Kevin Durant? I read the pull quote. I'm trying to remember if I actually read the full article, which is, like, embarrassing that I wouldn't have, but I don't yeah. know if I read the full thing. I think I just... No, I did read the full thing. I printed out all 35 pages of it for my work printer, so I did watch it, yes. So I'm fully... I totally believe that he will be on this podcast or on this Twitch stream at some point. His He is... What's interesting about him is that he's got a real fixation, you can tell, on sort of the egalitarian... The, the ness that doesn't exist that he really wishes existed that's why he'll like tweet at any schmo with like no followers or whatever which i think is a great quality and has made me start wanting to tweet at you know randos off the internet too um you know because you know the people f- want to stratify everything and, and put people into boxes that like prohibit them from talking and i really kind of respect kevin durant's you know, personal philosophy on this, which is that everyone should always be talking to everybody. You know, it's just a nice thing. I mean, it comes out in all, you know, maybe all the wrong ways sometimes. Um, but in general, it's a philosophy that I, I can, uh, I can get behind. Dude, I don't even think it comes out. So I'm not, I try not to bang people for bad quotes because it's oh, like, you don't bang them. I don't bang them, bro. Uh, because it, to, to allow, to even give the quote itself it, for me, typically means that you're at least trying to explain your thinking in some way, right? Like, so we can all make fun of Kyrie Irving because he says these really kind of strange monologues that start in one place and end in another place. And in between, he will have gassed his younger teammates, uh, you know, that famous spiel that he had about how he had to apologize to LeBron for his former treatment of LeBron when Kyrie was a young player. And by him saying that, he was actually bashing you know Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum but you know the the fact that you know he's revealing his thinking he's revealing how he feels 
uh, about a situation. And while he may not say like the perfect thing in a perfect situation, I don't know. I, I find it like now it's like why we why we get so mad about what these guys say and then be mad that they don't say anything. So it's just like I love I, I'm with you. I love what Kevin Durant does, which is just like I'm going to talk to pretty much everybody mm-hmm. and have an awesome conversation. Um, always, always super awesome. So we have we have a tight deadline here, Brian. So we have to hit. Oh, yeah. All okay, right. Hit those news points. Sorry. OK, so there were a couple of of news items that came out of Sean Mark's press conference today. And what we're going to go going to go do is test the veracity of Sean Marks's quote. OK, oh. I'm going to call this the muddy waters game. It's how muddy did Sean Marks make the water and the water is the, the actual topic itself. Very confusing. My definition of muddy waters is a muddy waters situation. Mm-hmm. So, for, so the biggest one off the top, Brian, is Kevin Durant, Sean Marks. You know, you had talked about this, that the fact that there's all this sort of outside discussion about Kevin Durant probably coming back from his injury at some point. We've seen reports about that. Marks addressed that, of course, today. Marks specifically said, here's the quote, and we will determine how much he's trying to what's the word brian obfuscate uh obfuscate is that one for yeah sean mark says kevin durant will have a lot to say with his return expectations for him are to be out for the year but he added those things can change brian what is sean mark saying with that (laughs) um i mean there it is a um i mean that's the only that's truly the only answer it's not even like you know being political like needlessly it's like both the right answer and also the one that's like safe i mean it's really there's i mean what is he gonna say yes he's definitely coming back in march like that's a horrific a horrific situation to put yourself in with a guy that you just signed like this um so yeah i would say that this is like you know it's obfuscating but to a very like necessary and probably like you know I mean, it's honest, right? Like, if by March they're like, he's not ready, then then that's that. But, um, yeah. So, I mean, like, it's obfuscating to the degree that, like, but, you know, this these things, it's really, how can you say? It's such a it's such an immeasurable thing, somebody's, like, foot health. I don't know. You know? Yeah. He's in, he's in a tough spot. I do think it's important to, to distinguish how Sean Marks has talked about his injuries in the past and how he's talking about the Kevin Durant injury. Because in the past... He wouldn't have even put on a cap or a possible ceiling on an injury. He never, he, the Nets have always left it open ended about when a guy would return. No matter what it was, no matter if it was like a hurt shoulder or if it was Karis LeVert's injury last year, they, they don't say ever he will return in a month or he will not. We don't know when exactly. They just leave it open ended. And with this, and Marks had been doing that with Durant, which was like, he had been saying ever since Durant signed with the Nets, you know, we will see, we'll lean on Kevin, but we will see. He had never said specifically the expectations are for him to be out for the rest of the year. He had to say that, like, because there was all this sort of building expectation that Durant is going to come back this year, and I think he is going to come back this year just leaning on historical data for guys who have torn their Achilles. Um it, we should really I, pour over that that right versus left leg Achilles tearing thing that 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 guy posted on Nets Daily that that uh, that deserves some real a, a real magnifying glass, you know? Yeah, because it so what Brian's talking about is that there's there's this like fantastic 
uh, comment. It's <laughs> like a Nets- really super long and well done comment. I, you know, I think you got it from Real GM or something, but yeah. So uh, basically just try to distinguish between injury rehab times for guys who have torn their Achilles in which leg they, they tore it tore their Achilles, their left leg or their right leg. Which Achilles did they tear? And I think didn't it show that like the left leg guys return way quicker than the right leg? I think that's what the uh, long long. So the opposite is so the left leg. If you're most you know most people are right handed. Um, so the right handed players that tore their left Achilles had a much harder time coming back. Durant, a right handed player, tore his right Achilles. There's only one notable example of that, which is Dominic Wilkins. Um, who came back and was totally fine after he tore his Achilles. Right, it's because right. you put so much pressure if you're right-handed on your left leg because it's your pivot foot. That's the that's the deal. Perfect. So and, and your jumping foot, more more importantly, actually. So I just I think it's interesting that it's not interesting. It, it, it's telling that Sean Marks specifically said because like if you if you look at the gist of what he said, it's that you know we're going to take this you know week by week and things can change. But by saying expectations are for him to be out for the year, he's putting, he's providing all this cover for the Nets and Durant so that, you know, they can always point to the fact that they said the expectations are for him to be out for the year. And then they can use that as cover as Durant slowly and steadily returns that when he'll be back on the basketball court and then the Nets win the NBA championship. Um, next quote. Mm. Expectations. Sean Marks on expectations. Their expectations, I think you're talking about the players, would be pretty high. I don't know that all the guys we signed in the offseason are coming here for mediocrity. That's not part of it. Brian, Mm -hmm. pretty high. How high is pretty high? Um, Well, gosh, you know, there's this interesting thing um, with – with those types of responses uh, from like players' perspectives, which is you know our our good friend of the show and friend in you just best friend in general, Spencer Din- Dinwiddie, um, was when he was on the show he talked about like you know this is you know probably three years ago now, um, <clears throat> and he was like, look, anytime you talk to a, an NBA player, like and once you get to this sort of level of competition, everybody thinks deep inside of them that they're Michael Jordan, like that there is the potential that they are Michael Jordan. And in the right situation, under the right tutelage, that will, like, allow that inner Michael Jordan-ness to come out. Um, and so, like, anytime anyone answers anything other than, you know, I my ceiling is super high and I, I want to, you know, I want to get the most out of my own, like, personal ceiling, um, they're sort of, like, you know, politicking a little bit to a certain extent uh, about, like, you know, the role that they're sort of perceived to have on the team. But everybody thinks of themselves as Michael Jordan. And similarly, they have to think about that in the terms of, you know, the course of a season. Have you ever had somebody who's going to be on a, like, garbage team, like, ever say, like, oh, we have no hope for this season. It's going to be a pure <laughs> drudgery. It's, you know, it's going to be bad. Um, with the lone exception of Jason Williams, uh, White Chocolate, who said it midseason, um, famously, uh, I can't really think of a good example because it's again, it's just there's no there's no real value added from that. Um, so like, it would not surprise me if the consensus in the locker room here is going to be you're going to hear a lot of championship talk, um, and that's because there's a whole lot less harm in saying yeah, I think we could win a championship than like hey, we're not a championship level team. Like that's one is a poll quote and a headline, the other is just like oh, that's you know a Spencer Dinwiddie tweet. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah, and like. So, like, what – I couldn't even begin – 
I don't know what the Nets' internal expectations are, and that's why obviously the question was asked. I always think the expectations question is always like it has to be asked at these press conferences, but really what does it mean? Like in the NBA, there's three levels of expectations. It's to make the NBA Finals, it's to make the playoffs, and it's to improve. And the to improve category are just people who stink. Mm-hmm. Um and they're just trying to improve. And the make the playoffs category are the teams that are anywhere from 10th to 6th to 5th in a certain conference. And the top four in each conference, all those teams probably expect themselves to get to the NBA Finals and then maybe win it. Yeah. I mean, you this know. is the where the euphemism scrappy comes from. You know, scrappy means you're bad. That's the, that's the way an owner talks about a bad team. I've thought I've thought about like what kind of start I want the Nets to have this year. I'm almost thinking and I know it's going to be worse in the moment. Like I almost want them to not start off well. Because um, I just wait, don't Can well, I this this, yeah. this is interesting cuz somebody was talking about this at the press conference. A really random but like interesting question was um and I forget who it was. It may have been Bondi, I'm not sure. Um, <clears throat> so forgive me, whoever it was. But they were saying, um, you know, with the team going to China, there is a documented record of teams coming uh, having slow start after doing international travel on the in the preseason. Are you worried about that at all? And I was like, I got to see that documentation. I'd be very interested to know what that like, how you could possibly prove that out statistically, like where your expectations are versus where, um, like, I guess how you would do it would would be win percentage by month, and then you would wait it that way so that you would see if the first month but then even still that's cause and, cause and correlation it's tough right exactly so anyways but i thought it was interesting that like you know basically you know, he was like and and sean marx's response was something to the effect of like <clears throat> we don't <laughs> which is a great which is a very like like it's a paradigm shifting kind of perspective because sean marx now is like uh it doesn't really matter like you know we're playing for something bigger i mean this is the subtext i'm I'm paraphrasing here but like you know we have a like couple of franchise altering talents here and a really good team and like so if we have a slow start in october like i don't idgf gaf bro um you know and so um and i think that's the right like that's the right sort of it's the winning attitude that i like to see which is you know if we even if we have a slow start like our ultimate goals are so much more it's much grander than that yeah, and so I, I'm I'm beginning to slowly support the give me like the five and the six start just so maybe the Nets can not horrible, but just so the Nets kind of slide out of the, the spotlight a little bit. And then then it becomes more about basketball and slowly building up. I don't know if the Nets I don't know if that's gonna exist anymore. That reality of like the Nets being the underdog, the Nets sort of being not purely respected. That may not exist anymore with Kyrie Irving, and I probably need to change my own thinking about that. I would want that for the team. I want so they. I think they have a game. Uh, what is it like the Wednesday before Thanksgiving or something against Boston? Um, after that game, I would love it if the national media is not allowed to cover the Nets for like three months, just to you know give them a little uh, little relaxation. Um, I have. Two more for you, Brian. You ready? Mm-hmm. This is an interesting one, and this isn't really muddying oh. the waters. Oh, neat. Um, it's about Rodion's Karuks. Oh, boy. Sean Marks was asked, you know, what what is the team doing with Karuks? What has the communication been like with Karuks? And Sean Marks said simply, you know, I think it was like a 40-second response, but it was simply, 
I told Karooks, we're here to support him. We're here for you, your family. And then Mark said something like, um, if you want to come, if he wants, I told him that if he wants to come and sit down and, you know, let out his emotions, even cry, <laughs> he can do that. <laughs> I, I found that. Wait, did he be, say even cry? That's a quote. Even cry. That's he so weird. That. What if, what a weird thing. Okay. Interesting. So that was what I was thinking too, that it's like. <clears throat> even cry, scream into a pillow. You know. It was it was an extension that I don't think the GM of a team should be making publicly when the guy that you're talking about, you know, whatever you could think about the criminal case, though, how anyone could have any conclusions about a criminal case that we know very little about. But to have the GM of the team kind of saying that much is... It's cool. So here's what it is, I, and I like it because Sean Marks is like, you know, um, you know, he see, he's... He's seen that there's a problem with toxic masculinity, right? And there's incels everywhere, and he's ready to address it head on and be like, "Guys, it's okay to cry." And Sean Marks is is woke, you know. And so, um, I think that that's his that was him dog whistling his wokeness, basically. Yeah, and I don't I don't like it. So it's like it's so much like I don't want to even get into because it it's like that in one way can be taken the way you're taking it, and I think that's the healthy way to take it. The other way to take it is that like the nets are showing that they're fully supporting um, a a person who's been accused of domestic abuse, right? So it's like this like weird now and Marx before before Marx said the things that I said, he did say that the organization from owner on down take it very seriously and they're gonna let the criminal process play out. So like it's not like he came out and said anything. I just think it's weird to because Marx extended himself even further than he had to to say what he said. To say specifically that, like, we're here, we're family, and that we'll support him fully in that yeah. way. I mean, basically what it, what reading between the lines here is that sort of – and this kind of fits into what you were saying earlier about the fact that the NBA does not really go that hard with punitive measures of, about domestic stuff. Um Say what you will about that. I don't, I don't really know that I've formed a super strong opinion. Um, <clears throat> but, like, safe to say – if the league does levy some kind of, um, you know, some kind of punishment, that that'll be that, and then they're prepared to like entirely move on, um, and it's business as usual. Again, not getting into the politics of that whole thing, but to say that like we're going to be back in business, but I'll be to a certain extent Rodian's, you know, therapist if if this does crack out in that terrible way that we're all hoping it's not the case, or I don't even know what's what we're hoping for. It's tough. It's always tough with these things. Well, you, I mean, the hope is that it didn't happen. Well, the hope okay. is that it didn't happen, but also because like, then, it's a bad then, thing to have happened. But then it's also like, well, you hope it authentically did not happen, right? You don't hope that it's like, you know, I don't know. It's complicated, but like, very yes, complicated. You do, yeah, you do hope that it didn't happen for for sure. But then also, it sucks that there's like the situation happened. So if that didn't happen and then that situation happened anyways, there's still some kind of issue there. All right. We'll end on my favorite topic, which is Carmelo Anthony. And of course, Sean Marks was asked about Carmelo Anthony. He says, we'll do our due diligence on everybody. We've brought in several players for us. We'll use our exhibit tens and training camp to evaluate exhibit 10 is a form of a contract in the NBA. Um, this isn't going to happen, right, Brian? I don't think anymore, right? We're done. The mellow thing's not happening. Dude, it was never happening. I don't know. I don't know where the rumors really ever came from, except for like TMZ, but this did not feel like this did not feel like a real rumor to me at any point. 
Yeah, and, and like, I am obviously pro-sign mellow. It would be fun. Basketball's supposed to be fun. I'm supposed to enjoy the game as I watch it. You know, we just had this huge rollout of their new court, and we had a Zach Lowe article specifically about the court, and then there's a lot of social media from the Nets about the court. And why do they do that? Because it's fun to talk about that type of stuff, and it's for our enjoyment. And I cannot understand an argument that would say that Carmelo Anthony would not at least be interesting to see on the Nets. So I'm pro Carmelo Anthony. Give me him. Give me J.R. Smith. Um, Nick Young. Bring Nick oh, Young God. in. Oh, Lord. <laughs> uh, maybe maybe not that far, but... I'm, but so I... I but it's... <clears throat> it just doesn't seem like it's going to happen at this point. No. It's just not happening. No. And if it doesn't happen with the Nets, I actually don't know who... Like, maybe the Miami Heat get that itch because they're just like the most desperate team in college basketball or not college basketball and <laughs> in NBA basketball. So I don't know, but um, this may be it for Mello. We'll see. Mm. All right. That's it. Um, quick couple of little service announcements announced announcements. Um, we're, all, we're streaming this as like sort of a test stream on Twitch if you guys don't know what that is, there's a link in our Twitter to twitch.tv backslash glue guys. We're probably not going to be doing a ton of like podcasty stuff like this, but it'll be a little mishmash of everything. Lots of basketball and then, I don't know, other stuff and uh, probably do post game like hangouts. It's very interactive. You're chatting with people. So if you don't know what that's about, um, I recommend everybody check it. Uh, and then also there's a link to our Discord, which is how you guys can link up and be on the show and stuff we'll drag you into the into the stream and hang out we've got it all set up mike we we really um grabbed the bull by the horns this summer i love um, it it's gonna there's just gonna be a lot of us you're just yeah. we're just gonna be all over your bodies and and yeah. ears and faces and so we're just, still gonna do the podcast never fear that'll be we'll be doing tons of it we're really trying to seize the moment here you know the nets are gonna be popular and cool for a while so like feel like we gotta gotta you know gotta get in there while we can um Right? Isn't that the problem? We talked about that. That's the plan, right? Yeah, that's the plan. Good. Um, all right. Sorry. I had to do that. But as always, you know, five stars. We want them. We need them. You know the deal. Hey, uh, Brian, if I don't talk to you by the time Rosh Russia, Hashanah Russia rolls around, Happy New Year, buddy. Oh, thanks. Um, <laughs> uh, I can't think of it. Even the – what's the Mazel Tov? Jeez, I couldn't even think <laughs> of that. <laughs> um, thank you all for listening. We'll be back in your ears some point next week and we're get the ball rolling we have some announcements uh due very soon uh some new stuff coming down the pipe and we appreciate all of you guys listening okay thanks everybody bye now yeah boy